you're listening to the My Happy Mind Conversations podcast, where we talk all about how you can build your child's resilience, self-esteem, and happiness. I'm your host, Laura Earnshaw, the founder of My Happy Mind, and I am totally dedicated to helping you become the best parent or carer that you can be. We're proudly impacting over half a million children now in our programs in schools, nurseries, and homes. And today, I'm going to be sharing some of those tips with you. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to episode two in the My Happy Mind Conversations podcast. Today we are talking all about the first step in the PERMA model that I introduced to you in the last episode. Now, if you haven't yet heard my first episode, pause this one and go ahead and listen. It's only short, but it's going to give you the overview of the PERMA model and help you understand why it's so important. Without that context, you're not going to get quite as much out of this episode. So in the last episode, just to recap, I introduced the PERMA model, which is a well-established research-backed model that helps us to understand the different factors that are really most important for our happiness and for our well-being. And over the next five episodes, I'm diving deep into each of the five elements to really help you to understand what they are, what they look like, and to get into some juicy stuff around how you can start implementing these factors with your family and with your children. Okay, so the PERMA model starts with the letter P, which is what we're going to be talking about today. And P stands for positive emotion, otherwise known as happiness, pleasure, optimism, positive thinking. We've all heard these terms a lot, haven't we? And we've all heard how important they are for us. But why do they matter so much? Why are they so critical? Well, you've probably heard the term glass half full or glass half empty. And people that think with a glass half full mentality tend to be more positive. They see the opportunities. They see what's good before they see the challenges or what's bad. People who tend to see the challenges first or the obstacles might be described as having a glass half empty mentality. So what is positive emotion then? Well, it's characterised by us feeling good and optimistic about the world. We tend to see situations or challenges as opportunities and therefore be positive or optimistic in our approach and perspective. You know, those of us who are optimistic when something challenging happens tend to approach that situation with an opportunity mindset and a positive mindset. They tend to believe that it will all work out in the end. They'll find a way through it. But if we don't have optimism or we live in a very pessimistic outlook, then that's not necessarily the case. And one of the reasons that positive emotion is so important is that there is proven links in the science between positive emotion and our happiness. Those of us that are optimistic and have that positive outlook are happier than those of us that don't. This is a science-backed fact. This is not some happy clappy view of we should all be happy and smiling. But it's science-backed that if we can see the world through an optimistic lens, in general, we will be happier. Now, one of the reasons for that, just to prove to you that it is science-backed, is that when we have an optimistic outlook and we see opportunity and possibility in the face of challenge, 
we actually get a hormone called dopamine released in our brain. And dopamine makes us feel really, really good in the moment, but also over the long term, it can positively affect how our brain manages stress. So having an optimistic mindset doesn't just help us in the moment and give us that happiness boost. It also leads to our long term sustained happiness as well. And on the contrary to that, pessimism can actually lead to health challenges. Those of us who are pessimistic tend to see the risks or the potential downsides of life. Sometimes, though, this is really useful. And I think a healthy dose of pessimism in certain situations is actually a really positive thing because it can help us to prevent or foresee bad things from happening. It can help us spot risks rather than just going bowling into a situation and perhaps getting into trouble or getting hurt. But if it's overused, pessimism can lead to people having less positive emotion and therefore feeling less happy. So it's got to be kept in check. We also know from the science that those of us that have got more positive emotion or more optimism have far less physical and mental health challenges. So there is a direct link between those who have an optimistic and positive mindset and their overall physical and mental health. So come on, let's just jump on this bandwagon. We all can see the benefits of positive emotion and you can learn to be more optimistic. So even though the extent to which you are optimistic or pessimistic will be in many ways shaped by your environment, for example, your upbringing and the people that you spend time with, it's not fixed. Optimism can be learned. So if you are someone or you know someone who could do with taking a more positive approach to life, then this is a huge opportunity. So what does this mean for your kids? When you think about your kids and you think about their cup, is it half empty or is it half full? Do you think your kids have a optimistic attitude or a pessimistic attitude? And what about you? What's your outlook? Can you fill up your glass a bit? Or are you already overbrimming with optimism? Well, what I'm about to dive into is eight really simple strategies that you can use with yourself and with your family to really make sure that you're taking an optimistic or a positive outlook as much as possible. Now, I am going to give you a freebie that you can download as part of this episode so that you can capture these. So don't worry if you're listening to this with the dog or in your car. Do not worry. You can have the free workbook that I'm going to provide you with this episode. And you can download that by going to the episode page on my website. The link will be just below this episode. Okay. So let's dive in to the eight strategies that you can start to think about to really start to positively impact the extent to which your child has a positive or a negative outlook or has a pessimistic or an optimistic view. Okay, so habit number one is all focused about avoid getting hung up on things. So when things don't go as planned, If, for example, you had a maths test and your child was hoping to get at least eight out of 10 and they only got seven, don't get hung up on the mark. Help them to see all of the positive things that happened. So, for example, they got seven right. Don't focus on the fact they got three wrong. Focus on the fact they got seven right. There are always opportunities in any situation, even when things haven't gone as planned, 
to find a positive in that situation. And linked to that, there's always opportunities when we face a tough time to reflect on all of the other things that are going well in our life. So don't allow your child and for yourself to just get hung up on the one thing that's happened. Find the positive in the situation that's been tough, but also when you're in a dialogue with them about that situation, broaden their mind so they're not just focusing on that one negative event. They're also taking time to reflect on and be grateful for all of the other positive things that they have in their lives. It's a great tool to quickly snap them out of the mindset that they might have got themselves in. Number two, look for the silver lining. You know, often when a situation isn't what we'd hoped for, if we look hard enough, there will be an upside. And this requires us to train the brain. This is a real skill that you can develop. So, for example, if you didn't get picked for the A-team, what's the silver lining? What's the opportunity in there? Or if your child um, wanted to have a certain party and the place they wanted to go was full, what's the silver lining? Is it that they get to try a new place? Is it that they get to do something that they haven't done before? Now, one of the things I'll say about the silver lining is that it can be really, really powerful if the child comes up with this themselves. So often as parents and educators, we tell children what the silver lining is because we're desperate to comfort them and to help them move through the negative emotion as quickly as possible. But actually, it can be really helpful for the child to identify this themselves. So just asking lots of open questions about this is a really great strategy to tease out the silver lining for your child. So ask them questions about what's positive about this situation. What's happened that might not have otherwise happened? This is really, really helpful for children to be able to to deduce that silver lining for themselves so that as they grow and get older, they're much more able to go to that quickly and accelerate through those negative emotions at a faster pace than perhaps they do today. Number three, get over the past. Dwelling on the past is never going to create optimism, particularly if we're thinking about things in the past that didn't go our way. And so really getting your child into a habit of focusing on the future and the positive opportunities that lie ahead is a fabulous thing to do. And one of the strategies that can really help with this is just finding time once a week, whether it's over your Sunday dinner or on a Monday morning at breakfast, of talking about what's coming up this week and what you're looking forward to. If you are constantly having a dialogue about the past, that's where their focus will be. Whereas if you can start to have more of a dialogue about the future and constantly build into their brains and their minds that we focus on the future, that can really, really help to create optimism because they're thinking about possibilities and what hasn't yet happened rather than dwelling on the past. Number four, be thankful instill gratitude in your home. And this is a topic that you're going to hear me talking a lot about on the podcast. We'll be doing lots of dedicated episodes around gratitude and why it is so important. So definitely stay tuned for those. But getting your children and your family into a habit of focusing on what is good in their lives, what's positive, what they're thankful for, really helps to create optimism and a positive outlook. And in fact, the more that we think about gratitude, the better able we are to cope when life gets tough. Because if our bucket is full when it comes to gratitude, 
we're able to start to think about things that don't go so well with less intensity because we're aware of all the things that are going so well. So this is really, really important. Okay, step five, use positive affirmations. Now, I'm just going to call it out. Some of you will be rolling your eyes or feeling your heart sink and thinking, oh, this is really, really out there. But it works. It works. And you might feel silly at first and your children might feel silly at first, but affirmations work. What is an affirmation? I hear you cry. So an affirmation is simply saying positive statements to yourself over and over again. Now, the reason that this is so powerful is that the more that we tell ourselves a positive statement, the more it sinks into our brain and we actually start to believe it to be true. Again, I'm going to do a whole episode around this in the future. But an example might be a child who is nervous about their first swimming lesson or nervous about any kind of first, whether it's swimming or drama or a play date. One of the affirmations that they could use is something as simple as, this is all going to be fine and I'm going to have a great time. This is all going to be fine and I'm going to have a great time. Now, just repeating that phrase five or 10 times before they go into that situation, you know, on the couple of days before it and just as they're waiting outside to go in, it will help. And the reason for that is that we're telling our brains it's going to be okay. Whereas if we're saying to ourselves in a talk, this is going to be awful, I'm going to hate it, it's going to be miserable, I'm not going to be very good. That's what the brain believes. And so what we're doing with positive affirmations is actually training the brain to have a positive or an optimistic outlook. And it is super powerful. Trust me, give it a go. Okay, number six is surrounding yourself with positive people. You know, they say that we become like the five people that we spend the most time with. I'm going to say that again. We become like the five people that we spend the most time with. What that means is that the people that our children and that we surround ourselves with are the people that we're most influenced by. They're the people that we're going to pick up their expressions and their outlook and their views. And so surrounding yourself and encouraging your children to surround themselves with positive people who have a positive and an optimistic and healthy outlook on life is a really powerful way to start moving away from some of those more negative perspectives if that's something that you're noticing in your children. And it's infectious. If your child is spending time with children who are happy, who have a positive or optimistic attitude, then they are more likely to pick it up. So it's super simple, but super powerful. Okay, number seven, think about your language. Use positive language with your children. You know, the words that you use have such a big impact on how you feel and then how your children feel. So choose them wisely. You know, this can be a really simple exercise where if your child's telling you about their day and they're using very negative language, you could just replay what they've told you in a more positive way. So let's say, for example, your child comes home and they say, oh, playtime was rubbish because we were playing this amazing game, but then the bell went and we didn't get to finish it. You might play that back and say, wow, it sounds like you had an amazing playtime. You discovered a game that you loved and you were able to play it for a little bit of time and you'll be able to play it again tomorrow. 
you can see how just that very simple shift in language has turned that recollection from the child as being something negative to actually finding the positive into it and shaping their expression towards the future so that they're not thinking about the fact that they didn't get to finish it, but they're getting excited about the fact that they can continue with it the next time. And so you replaying things by using more positive language is another great technique to try and start to shift some of that negativity into a more positive frame. Okay, number eight, the final tip is that remember and help your children to remember that life has ups and downs. You know, talking to your children about the fact that sometimes life can be tough is a good thing to do. I often use the analogy with my children that life is a bit like a roller coaster. We have ups and we have downs. But remember that when you're having a down, there's always an up that follows. And it's okay to experience downs. There's things to be learned from downs, but it's okay to feel low sometimes. But just remember that there'll be ups and there'll be highs again. And so expecting our children or us to be constantly optimistic, to be constantly positive, isn't feasible. It's not realistic. But what is realistic is helping them to move through those negative emotions and move through those downs at a faster pace by using all of the strategies that I've shared with you today. So there are your eight strategies to develop more positive thinking and optimistic habits in your children. Now, as I mentioned, there is a workbook with all of this in for you, so you don't have to remember it or scribble it down. So you will find the link to that workbook underneath this podcast episode. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode where we're going to be talking all about the importance of engagement. I can't wait to see you then. Take care. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the My Happy Mind Conversations podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review and a comment below, and I'll be back next week with more science-backed secrets to building happy and resilient children. Don't forget, you can come and follow me at My Happy Mind on Facebook and Instagram. Take care.